Craft Beer Radio interview from Saver with Peter Buchart from New Belgium Brewing Company. We are here with Peter Buchart from New Belgium Brewing Company. And why don't you tell us about the two beers you decided to bring to Saver? Yeah, we have two beers out here. Um, one is Mothership Wit, the other one is our Abbey Double. So, Mothership Wit is uh, a Belgium Wit beer with coriander and orange peel but it has a, quite a particular yeast strain and it's a complete 100% organic beer so we need to it's the only beer we make with this yeast strain so we maintain that yeast in an organic environment all the time um, it's a relatively new beer for us it's two years old and uh, from a sustainability stance we really are kind of wondering if that's where we want to continue to go because the hops for being organic come from New Zealand and so it's a long transportation way and so currently we're debating about how are we going uh, is it sustainability or is it about organic so that's an internal debate but I think it's a very relevant debate for um, for the industry as such second is our uh, Abbey Double that's been uh, our, one of our oldest beers together with Fat Tire and Abbey were the first two beers of New Belgium being created by Jeff who is not here right now um, it's a Belgian double very particular yeast strain uh, again um, it's, it has a lot of fruity esters and a lot of banana um, but it has been our most award winning beer so far you got two Belgian style beers here and you're known for brewing a lot of Belgian-inspired beers, Belgian-influenced beers. And I'm curious, um, the origins of your yeast, did you get them from the normal yeast producers, or do you have some friends and some abbeys, you know, over in Belgium? Where do you get, uh, in general, I, it might be some differences, but in general, where do you get your yeast from? Um, general answer would be yes, and since uh, we source yeast from different uh, areas, and so some we cultivate from bottles, some we uh, buy from suppliers, uh, yeah, whatever. I think one of the beers that Jeff and I are both most impressed with that you make, because Jeff and I are kind of sour heads, is La Folie. And that tire in a can, very nice. Peter just showed us a canned version of Fat Tire, and I actually just heard about it that you uh, started canning this. We canned La Folie. The, the canning line is not running yet, and uh, I was playing on Thursday with the seamer, basically, and uh, adjusting the seamer head. So we did it on empty cans, so we, we could do it for the same on full cans. But it was still manual, there was no electricity on the canning line, so we had to turn the wheel uh, to get the seamer to work, and uh, so we canned some La Folie up. A can of La Folie, that has to be the most extreme beer ever canned <laughs> this is what this is about I think here this event saver we're trying to expose the, or, or showcase the craft brewing industry and what diverse thing people are doing we are doing some stuff uh, but there's so many people playing in so many different directions and that's why we are here this is why it's the best place on earth right now to be <laughs> now here's the hard question I had for oh. you it's not that hard I heard your talk about how styles are bad. They, they pigeonhole beers into styles, and it hampers creativity. Now, I like the talk because it gets people to think about the whole situation. But I disagree where you say that styles are bad. Maybe I misinterpreted it, but when we do our show, we have listeners all over the world. We have listeners in New Zealand who can only get 1% of the beers that we review. And if we didn't have the language of style to give a baseline so they could tell how the beer differs from a beer that they can get, we'd, they wouldn't have any value in the show at all. So I, I just think that 
yes, styles shouldn't be the be-all, end-all, but I think they're important. And in the talks I've heard you say, you, you kind of take a more militant stance, I think to make a point, but you take a more militant stance saying styles are bad. Oh, how much time do we have? <laughs> we have as much time as uh, you want. <laughs> uh, first of all, styles are not bad, I would say. Uh, but I am crusading against styles, and the crusades took centuries. Um, and But it's from a designer stance, it's from an artist stance. And you are in a different world. You guys are people who are talk about beer, and you need to um, label a beer. And labeling is bad. But <laughs> but I'm an artist. I make beer. I just create. I just create 10 minutes of pleasure. That's all I'm doing. And I really don't care if you're going to call our 1554, um, what is it, uh, um, enlightened black ale, I think is now, it used to be Brussels style um, ale. But if you want to call that a wheat beer or a pale ale or an IPA, that's fine with me. I really don't care. But I was confronted with that question moving to the U.S. In the, um, the first question or the second question that you get here is what style is this beer? And I started interpreting that like, are you not liking it or what's your problem with it? And for me, I'm an artist eh? and so... It's the art critics or um, people that write about art that have to box artists in. But as an artist, we do not have to care about that. And uh, it's just a limiting thought. And limitations are always bad if you create. I think it's interesting. We did a show where we tasted beers blind. So we had no idea what these beers were that were given to us. And one of the things we had to... or we tried to do was try to guess what style it was. And a lot of times we were way off, partially because brewers tend to go off style, tend to not really hit to a certain style, and it kind of goes to a different direction. And I think that's great. I really do like that in the industry. So maybe the answer is not get rid of styles, maybe add more. If I want to try to get in your mind, if you go to... um if you see this building that we're in here, we're in a view, very beautiful building. Are you going to see the beauty because you know the style, or are you going to see the beauty? And that's really where, for me, the key question is. I love it. I was up there. There's like a balcony here, and it looks in this classical building. Uh, and if you look from there, it, it, it's a beautiful view, and I can see the beauty. And I don't care about the style. And that shouldn't get in the way because we it's really only 10 minutes of pleasure. We serve you a beer, a style of a beer, but you're pouring it in a style of a glass and that's going to change already. You're going to serve it at a different temperature and that's already different. And so it's now we have multiple factors here who are going to change your perspe- perception of what I created com- uh, compared to how I perceive it. And what's right? There's no right or wrong. It's just about, do you enjoy it? And that's that's what art or beauty or 10 minutes of pleasure is about for me. And I still struggle so much if people ask that question. Now, the one thing I would ask you about is, in my opinion, I don't use, I don't use styles as a box. I use styles as a starting point to describe how the beer tastes. For example, if I'm tasting Mothership Wit, starting from no knowledge at all I'd have to you know it'd be much more difficult than saying here's how it compares to 
a typical wit beer or maybe a really well-known style like Hoogarden, right? Where I would pick out, and I'm sorry, I'm not reviewing the beer right now, so I don't have any characteristics on the top of my mind. But that's how we, I tetra, that's how we're on the show. We try to use styles as a starting point, as a baseline, and that we we seldom, almost never criticize a beer because it fails to meet style but we use it as a common language amongst all our listeners to describe the flavors so we're approaching it from different directions but that's why I think styles are good I agree with you 100% that if you're going to knock a beer because it's outside of style then that's wrong So, if you look to the GABF um, the first time La Folie won it won in um, Belgian style something I don't know I remember it And then two years later, we had a sour Belgian style. And um, I have a few other beers that really have created a style. And styles is a lagging factor. I don't really care. It's, I'm going to repeat basically what I'm saying. But it, it just, it's just a development, basically, that I... Um, uh, if I would be thinking, or if the people, the brewers that are present here, would be thinking if they create a beer on what style I'm going to make... We would be in a boring environment, and we're just pushing the boundaries. And I just was into an interview with uh, Jim Cook, um, Sam Caglione, and uh, Tommy Arthur, and where we were talking uh, for wine spectator people, uh, trying to make some reference to wine. Also, but we were all saying wine is kind of there's way more flavor happening in beer, and the flavor spectrum is way wider. You guys, or as consumers, from a consumer stance, we need to box it in. But this is not a creation um, parameter. If you're going to create, I'm never going to think about what style it is. <laughs> Maybe two years later, we have a box where we can put it in. But then I'm already long gone on or working on something else, you know. And I forgot already about uh, Brussels-style black or whatever it is. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Peter. Okay, thank you. Thanks, and we hope you enjoyed this Craft Beer Radio coverage of Savor. To find more, visit www.craftbeerradio.com slash Savor. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit www.craftbeerradio.com for more details.